0: Welcome to Phone Booth Fighting, everybody. I am Richard Hunter. And I'm Frank Mayer. And together we do this podcast twice a week, absolutely free of charge. You can watch it on our YouTube channel, or you can subscribe in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher or wherever podcasts are available. We appreciate your support. So uh, please subscribe and uh, whatever medium you see fit right now. And speaking of right now, Frank, we have uh, some special edition phone booth fighting, breaking news announcements to make. Uh, you are ready to... Telephone booth fighting listeners for the first time anywhere. Where you're going to be fighting next? Now let me uh, let me just build a slight bit of drama here uh, by eliminating a few possibilities. Have you signed with Pride? no no okay because they're not happening right now Not that i didn't try right I just couldn't find out where they're at right uh elite xc is it possible that's coming back
1: uh, a version of it maybe no no, okay. no 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 didn't get elite xc either
0: could we see you fight in the yama pit do you remember the yama pit
1: no but it sounds interesting
0: it was like a, a baby swimming play po- anyway that's 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 just me being silly because i'm the two-time funniest comedian right. in reno but this is uh, well, all it almost business.
1: Got on the uh, whole YouTube thing. I figured I'd just follow the. Uh, it seemed to work out well for Kimbo.
0: Mm, backyard fighting. Backyard Frank, fighting. Frank mirror coming to a backyard near you.
1: And it'll look better than what Tank Abbott did in his last one with Scott. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. You know what would be funny though is if you did backyard fighting, but it was all like really nice backyards, just like well, high kept, end yes. suburban. High, you know, yeah, yeah.
1: Middle class, upper middle class. Yeah. You Absolutely. just
0: you just show up and attack so, some unsuspecting generic uh, white. Businessman in the back. I'm glad yard. you went
1: that way because I'm sure a lot of the you know people that are more thinking like, all right, get you know, one of those Mexican guys out there. And the, I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Gonna,
0: you know, no. Here, no. No. All right. All right. Well, enough of the silliness out of the way because uh, uh, Frank, the floor is yours. Explain to everybody uh, where we are going to be seeing you fight next.
1: Well, um, basically, out of all the organizations that came forward, uh, uh, it came down to two that were very willing to go ahead and allow me to have my uh, my desire of not being locked into one organization. Uh, I did that with the UFC for 15, almost 16 years. And... Uh, uh, <sighs> The needy dogs. Anyways. Um,
0: they got to eat. You got to feed them. I do. You got to well, get working somewhere. Well, they
1: have food. There's defection. You know what I mean? I don't know which one they want more. So, anyways, uh, you know that was something I didn't want to have happen, and uh, you know, obviously, it was coming down to Bellator and ACB we were both seeming to be very understanding of the fact that you know that I didn't want to, unless I was their champion, uh, be stuck only fighting for them, and you know, because there's opportunities to fight other guys, and, and especially because I, you know, like I said, you know, Brock is somebody I would like to face, uh, uh, Fedor Manenko is somebody I would like to face, and um, uh, in the past, certain things have not worked out with Fedor because of being lost into one organization and if you, it's kind of sucks if if you're part of an organization and the opponent you want to face is not and unwilling to come over there then uh you know through contractual uh, issues then that fight never can be made and so um uh it finally came down to the that between the two and, and honestly it just came down to a little bit on the financial aspect who pays the most and uh you know and and bellator at this point with uh you know viacom obviously supporting them uh i'm getting paid more than i made with the ufc so i'm extremely excited that you know uh to be part of now the bellator's roster with with scott coker uh they have some very legitimate heavyweights over there and obviously first and foremost it comes up on my mind is to be able to fight uh fedor hopefully that'll work out but it doesn't close the door that i still could go and fight now for example uh with the ACB, somebody that I have now a contract with to do commentary work, right. if uh, it comes up and I can make it work, you know, ACB has uh, talked about moving into some areas that I'm very interested in fighting, and, um, you know, financially, they're also extremely lucrative and, and, and well-backed and well-funded. Maribach, uh his pockets are... You know, you know, they pay well. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, it kind of came down to a little bit too of just, uh, you know, the North American representation and being able to be seen there on TV. The TV bonuses and deals there uh, really kind of put Bellator over the uh, top. And so, but again, uh, Scott's not into the stranglehold of just, well, if you're my guy, you can only fight for me. Uh, I'm done with the jealous girlfriend type of uh, promoters that I've had to deal with in the past. And, and now I can move forward and, uh, you know, if opportunities arise. I mean, hell uh, maybe the, R- the risen tournament coming up uh, again uh, you know in 2018 I'll be able to compete in and uh, uh, you know things like that will now be available to me so, so
0: it's gonna, a non-exclusive deal
1: right uh, well I think what it does is it works out to where they have right of refusal okay they can technically tell me no but I, I've worked out to where a gentleman's agreement that you know I said well hey what about these guys what about those guys and and, and obviously ACB was you know uh, somebody I want to keep that door open with and they were more than a, a common and okay with it they told me that that would be no problem uh you know uh, that was not one of the people on the no-go list
0: awesome now do you want to say how long the contract how many fights i have a a,
1: it's a four fight
0: deal okay four fight deal with uh with bellator this is exciting news it's it's first of all i think the best time in bellator's history to join the promotion because you know they're not the organization from a few years back where The couple of recognizable or notable names were the old guard, guys that were well past their prime. Certainly, they've they've got a few legends over there, but they've also got guys who are still – you know at the at the prime in the peak of their careers in all divisions over in the heavyweight division Matt Mitrione comes to mind I mean they just they just got him that's a competitive Um,
1: heavyweight in any division he goes to whether it's UFC mm -hmm. Bellator I think that's what you're seeing now I mean especially uh in a lot of their weight classes I mean uh uh, Michael Chandler I think could very well be right a a force to reckon with even the UFC I think now the days of saying that well if you're not in the UFC then why aren't you there that Mm -hmm. you're not good enough and I think you're seeing guys purposely going over to Bellator and you're You're only going to see it more and more because of... uh, uh Again, it comes down to exposure, and I tell guys that, and that's why my last couple fights with the UFC, you've seen that I was more than okay with, and actually pushed for to fight on Fox cards, because the way I looked at it it was like, well, you know, if you know, my base pays the same. Obviously, you lose out on some pay-per-views, but what you lose out on pay-per-view, what you get in exposure. You know, and exposure is more important for the uh, longevity of your career. If people know who you are, then you can constantly make money off your name in the future. And so, uh, you know, sometimes it's having to. look past the dollar you can make now to to make more in the future. The only thing that the UFC did was that made it now unappealing to be a part of a Fox card was that, well, that exposure immediately works out to uh, sponsorships Mm. and um, obviously the Reebok deal put the kibosh on that, so that was one of the things that I'm happy with moving outside the UFC with that's a huge bonus that regardless of USADA and other situations, I was very unhappy with how Reebok is and I'm very happy now to be able to, to, to go back into the whole sponsorship uh, arena and, and go out there and start making the financial uh, you know gains in that area.
0: The sponsors are back. It is uh, back. Uh, back in business for the sponsors. Phone Phoneboothfighting at gmail.com Let us hear from you. Sponsors, right? Yes. Uh, let's pull up the uh, heavyweight roster, uh, Bellator and I thought we'd take a look and uh, see who you know could be potential matchups. The other thing is the Bellator doesn't have a heavyweight champion right now, no, so don't. when you talk about uh, great timing, again, uh, this is uh, this is a great time to just you know maybe kind of pull a. Uh, uh a Ryan Bader or a Phil Davis you know a guy that's gone over to to Bellator and in a pretty short period of time uh you know both of those guys have been able to hold the the light heavyweight title you might be able to do the same thing in the heavyweight division so right off the top as we look at the roster Fedor Emelianenko at the top of the page
1: and he would be my you know obviously is one of my stronger uh, you know he's missing on the list uh mm-hmm. you know maybe getting a fight before him you know just to you know to, to break some of the ring rust of the fact that it'll be two years since I competed uh not a bad idea uh, yeah. but as far as uh that was definitely a weighing factor in and going towards bellator is that i've pretty much fought a who's who of the mma world has been on my roster uh if you look at the people that i faced i've faced some uh, of all the legends in my era i've pretty much been on there uh one very absent uh, mark on there is fedor melianenko and so uh that matchup would be ideal
0: uh, Bobby Lashley is on there, former pro wrestler, uh, collegiate, and uh, I would wrestling very much great. like to
1: fight Bobby Lashley. Yeah. I, I think that the reason why that's an awesome opportunity to face him is that if I can make the the, the Brock fight maybe come to fruition here in the next year or so, I think the Brock has all the reasons to face me. There's a storyline behind it. I think it's a big money fight for both of us. Uh, the fact that we both were one and one against each other. This is the rubber match to see who gets to take all the chips. Uh, uh, and, and so facing uh, you know Bobby would. Would be a, a great type of uh, uh you know of running somebody who's an ncaa uh call uh, champion himself mm-hmm. uh high level grappler as far as wrestling base big strong uh, powerful guy uh so uh you know i think lashley would be uh, somebody definitely uh great to step into and, and prepare for and a tough fight in his own right i'm not taking anything away from bobby
0: Chet Congo's on there. You beat him once. Uh, You submitted him. And while I don't know that that's necessarily been a rematch that's been on top of a lot of people's radar, all of a sudden uh, it is interesting because you guys – have some heat he was he was the only guy I, th- I think we've discussed this on the show where he was kind of the only guy you could really recollect in your career that really seemed to have a, a genuine disdain for you turned his back on you at the yeah. weigh-ins and that whole thing because you had uh, you had said his, his grappling was subpar which I, which i don't think was uh, anything short of everybody's you know, uh, default observation, but he, yeah, he so seemed to be the last we, to know. Lost,
1: something was lost in translation. Yeah. He felt by me saying that he was the weakest grappler at the time on the UFC roster. Was, or I think at the time it was him and Pat Berry fighting for mm-hmm. who was at the bottom of it mm-hmm. uh, upset him somehow. And uh, I don't think he realizes that when critique is followed by factual uh, uh, statistics to back it up It's kind of hard to, It's not really talking shit I'm just kind of Pointing out That'd be like You getting mad at me Because uh, I, I point out That hey your headlights are out well, How dare you tell me that I'm all well it's the fucking truth you know mm-hmm. what I mean so I said that he wasn't very good on the ground and uh, you know and, and I, you I, turned
0: his headlights out
1: I did I, then uh, then I, I, I proceeded to go ahead and choke him unconscious to, to, to really drive that point home so probably doesn't feel very good about me either ways uh, I don't no, think I have improved we'll, relations
0: don't know if the years have mellowed his opinion or not but we'll uh, find out when you get over there a have video of
1: him face down ass up asleep yeah. so I'm sure he's unhappy.
0: about we'll that. find out when you get back over there to Bellator how he feels about that couple of tough Russian, Sergei Karaton off Vitali no, yeah I don't
1: think Vitali. I think this uh, hasn't been updated, as far as I know, that he's re-signed with. Uh, they let him go. He oh, was a right? former champ. Uh-oh. He actually was the champion there, and that's why right now uh, Bellator is without a champion because Vitali was the champ, and uh, they didn't want to give him a pay raise because for the fact that I mean I think now he's nineteen and zero, or even maybe mm-hmm. twenty and zero. He just had this fight over in Fight Night Global with uh, Bigfoot. Okay, right. Uh, but. No one knows who he is. And, yep. and, and that's one of the things about, you know, you know, that people still don't get with fighting. That is, we are not an Olympic. Uh, this is not the amateurs. We're just purely about winning to get the gold medal. It's also about uh, presentation, entertainment. I mean... You know, uh, you know. Obviously, there's only one Conor McGregor in the world, but it, you have to be able to market yourself. You know, like Chael Sonan's done a phenomenal job of that. You know, Tito Ortiz, even in retirement, was talking trash outside the fight. He's setting up. Like those guys know how to market, and it's not always just about being an undefeated fighter. It's whether people want to watch you fight or not. And the problem with Vitaly is that uh, Menikoff is. If I went down the street right now and asked even your casual MMA fans. I mean, look, you're a top journalist in MMA, and you didn't even know he wasn't even part of the organization No, anymore.
0: me and the Bellator webmaster, neither one of us. No,
1: yeah. I mean, he fought over at Fight Night <laughs> Global against Bigfoot right. Silva back on June 2nd.
0: Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, uh certainly, you know, th- and that's one thing that Bellator has done a good job of over the last few years is cultivating that Russian presence, not only in the heavyweight division, but throughout the promotion. We talked about Matt Mitrione earlier. He's over there now. Roy Big Country Nelson. This is a guy you have a win over, but uh, you know, he's 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 a household name among hardcore MMA fans, yeah, tough and guy, I could man. I could easily see a, a second fight between the two of you guys BMA. What do you think about that idea at some yeah, point? Yeah, I
1: mean, and Roy's a tough guy, he still has- has a, 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 a missile launcher of a right hand uh, you know very savvy on the ground I don't think he's ever been submitted in MMA or you know, jiu- even well, I, I don't know about jiu-jitsu competitions but uh, you know uh, uh, well in Nogi Grappling I submitted him once uh, back over at the, a tournament that they had over at John Lewis's school but uh, he has a win over me mm-hmm. point wise he beat me on points in a four mm-hmm. grappling match at Grappler's Quest and then uh, obviously I have the victory over him in the MMA fight but uh, you know It was a three-round decision that, you know, uh, still, even though I dominated every round, uh, he was in the fight. He's tough. I've trained with him since then. Uh, Roy's a big, strong guy that has a pretty good mind for MMA. He understands things. It just, you know, uh, he... he, still you know what i mean like just hasn't grown or developed like i mean what he's dangerous at he is extremely dangerous at that overhand right and yeah, his uppercuts pretty dangerous too off the right side he just hasn't uh developed anything like you know like matt mitrione has developed as a fighter and and, and grown but uh, sometimes it's uh you know about letting yourself go and not being the smartest guy in the room and finding people smarter than you and you know and roy's such a smart guy that sometimes he has a hard time with that
0: uh, Justin Wren is up there too we need to have just side note but Wait, we he's, need to isn't have,
1: he building houses in North Africa yes
0: but he fights to raise money for that in oh. fact we need to get Justin on the podcast yeah, I'm not fighting little, him
1: I'm gonna look like the biggest asshole That's in the right. World. No, that's no, right. right all the on. pygmies
0: will hate you yeah, uh,
1: I mean, I guess I could look at it like I'm fighting him to help him make money. Yes, but
0: uh, well, too, we, Justin wants to come on the podcast to talk about his water yeah. project and everything, so maybe he can uh, uh, clear up the the situation on that when we get him on. And but you're right, yeah, that's that's a tough one. You know, when you're fighting the guy who's like keeping people from uh, from dying by getting clean water, that's a tough one. Yeah, smart to smart to maybe just go for Fedor all right well that's our big news and uh sorry I'm making sure the wife isn't calling <laughs> yeah okay all right no she's uh, how, how has the re- well you know what while while we're talking about mrs mere what was the reaction like in the mere household because you know it's you you've been out of action and uh I, it was known all all the, the the all along that you wanted to fight again you've been traveling a ton to do all the ACB commentary and all that kind of stuff so how happy was everybody to kind of know things were returning to a normal order uh
1: oh, she was extremely happy uh it's funny my wife's a pessimist she you know uh, everything is always going to be the uh worst case scenario it's never mm-hmm. going to happen and and if you had to talked to her uh um, she was thinking that I was never going to be able to fight again. No one wanted to watch me fight, that my career was over with. That, you know, I couldn't have paid people to. I mean, that you know, it's, it's funny how she gets sometimes. Where, But, I mean, she does it with a lot of things where it's just, you know, there, there's no chance of uh, uh, of any improvement, you know.
0: And now we've got good news today. Frank Mir to Bellator. And also, just to uh, uh, clear, clear up one thing, you will stay out of action in the MMA cage until uh, right. the spring, right? Until the, the USADA suspension is yeah. up, even though you're, and we talked about this when you got your release from the UFC, but but even though you're out of contract with the UFC, you're going to go ahead and wait out the rest of that USADA sanction and then be free and clear. Right. Uh, that was you can thing. sign, you obviously can sign with somebody yeah. right now. You did. That was kind but, of the uh, the yeah. give and
1: take. I-, I wanted to be released from the UFC because mm-hmm. it's funny, I called it from the beginning and they're like, well, no, yes, no. And, and uh, ultimately, I was right that UFC like right now I'm not sanctioned by a a body because I fought in Australia that had no sanctioning body the issue occurred there so USADA was the one that made the recommendation and um, USADA is not a sanctioning, you know, they don't have any authority to come in and actually say you're not allowed to fight. They, in turn, make their recommendation, which even says in the their, 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 their way it's structured contractually, to the UFC. And the UFC then basically suspended me. So my point was that as a employer that has my contract you can't suspend me and, and keep me under contract at the same time, uh, that's, uh, you know, it's unlawful. <laughs> and uh, and so basically I could fight that in court, and, and but the UFC's pockets are deeper than mine. And even though I ultimately would have uh, succeeded because I was right, um, it, it would have uh, been a while. So a, a way of kind of a mutual, like, I'm not going to take you to battle over this, but we'll let you go now so you can at least start, discussing things because still being under contract, Bellator's, the ACBs, the, you know, the different organizations in the world wouldn't come within 10 feet of me because they don't want to be sued by the UFC that they're talking to a fighter who's under contract. So I had to wait till I had my mutual release so that way at least now I can start training and setting up a fight for April. Whereas if I had gone the other way, yes, I could have fought in April, but that doesn't still mean the UFC released me and given me a fight. So who knows how long this could have dragged out for. So at least now I have a definitive time that in April I can be back and fighting without uh without any uh, uh restrictions and
0: this will give you an opportunity to do some promotion on behalf of bellator to build up right. a fight and and really yeah, give and all it kinds its, of stuff really give it its due and and i guess one other thing on that end because uh people are fans of your your commentating that's what you're doing for acb was there any discussion of you doing any commentating for bellator
1: no and that's something i put out there right off the bat and they felt like their uh their roster's full and that they have their guys and I'm uh, more than happy to stay with ACB in fact actually you know I'm uh, very happy to stay with Brian I mean that was one thing I made a little bit of a, a trying to try out things I worked
0: with Brian lacy Brian Lacey, you know a partner uh, in ACB. You know, one punch podcast mm-hmm. uh, with Brad Pickett
1: with Brad Pickett uh, Brian's a phenomenal guy to work with this force commentary and I feel like we're a great team in fact I've had the teary huggy you know conversation with him that if I go work for somebody else I want it to be both of us to go together you mm-hmm. know what I mean and because I feel that like if you listen to my commentary that I have mm-hmm. with Fight Night Global mm-hmm. it was okay it was good but you know it's really a cohesive team thing it takes two people to go in there and really know what they're doing and uh,
0: well he you know, trains a little bit did you try to get him a Bellator contract that yeah, would be the way asking. to lock him in I did you know? I was like hey come yeah. in
1: here and we'll maybe do a, a one-off because he has yeah. his, uh... but he says he'll do more fights when I do more stand-ups since we're oh, both okay. one on so. alright
0: okay excellent well and, and speaking of stand-up and uh, phone booth fighting live shows uh, now you're uh, you're promotion mates with uh, the American gangster Chael Sonnen.
1: I know. I'm extremely interested in that. Yeah. And, and then uh, Chael and I will actually be able to discuss it further on the mat in ADCC. That's right. You got we'll that be, coming uh, up. Yeah. We'll be there on uh, September 22nd to the 24th. We'll be in uh, uh, or, uh, Helsinki or uh, Helsinki, uh, Finland. Finland yeah. And I'll uh, be able to do our match there and then I'll jump on a plane and fly quickly down to uh, the ACB in Sheffield.
0: Well, this is exciting stuff. Well, congratulations on this, Frank. I'm, I'm happy for you and I I know this has been a, a long uh, no, process to get through. Yeah, absolutely. She's Back happy. Back in the gym training, and yeah.
1: I have a goal. So she's like, uh, she even said, like, this little glimpse into what retirement might look like.
0: Mm-hmm. It can wait. Pretty. wasn't pretty. It can wait. All right. Uh, If you're just checking us out for the first time and you don't know about this twice-weekly podcast, we do. It's called Phone Booth Fighting. Myself and Frank do it here in the bunker uh, at Stately Mirror Manor, deep inside the bowels of uh, his sprawling estate. So you can uh, subscribe to it, as I mentioned, in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play. You can watch it if you're watching the live uh, uh, video on uh, YouTube, our Phone Booth Fighting page there. And also, phoneboothfighting.com. That's our website. uh, that's where you find out how to support the show. That's where all the uh, previously aired and archived episodes are if you want to catch up. It's also where the uh, official Phone Booth Fighting shop is if you want to get a snazzy t-shirt like the one that Frank Mir has on there. We'll hook you up. All right. For Frank Mir, I'm Richard Hunter, and uh, we'll see you guys next time for a proper full episode of Phone Booth Absolutely. Fighting. Thanks for being with us.